0: To Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host stringently denies that he was the one who kept surprising Boris Johnson with parties every 48 to 72 hours during the lockdown. He's described rumours that he's aiming to suppress his name from the report by romancing Sue Gray as ludicrous, saying I've always had a thing for Subo. It's pure coincidence that I happen to be making my move now. The alleged party animal himself, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke?
1: P a r t y because because we're going to have to because it's COVID and uh, <laughs> exactly get get back to it, Boris. You know what do you <laughs> what are you, too many parties for you? Oh, well, you know I thought you were part of a political party I mean come on now <laughs> did
0: it, did you get to the point where it's like a sort of Stuart Lee routine where like 10 12 parties in it's like oh it's kind of not that funny that we're just having all these parties anymore but then by party 20 it was really really funny <laughs> <laughs> it really is like a ludicrous like for any time it makes you wonder how often they're having parties in normal times or was it the naughtiness were they just getting off on the naughtiness and that's why they couldn't stop
1: i think that's I think constantly the, fume, the fumes they were huffing were the naughty <laughs> naughty fumes just getting off on those <laughs> mm.
0: but how are you luke are you, you well i'm doing
1: well yeah it's it's been um it's been a nice week it's been uh, another chock-a-block week which is fun it's good to be busy and mm. um, maybe that's maybe that is the perfect segue to talk about a busy week in the hoo-hoos.
0: Ooh, busy busy week in the news.
1: Breaking hoo-hoos. Put in the family album, Rich. We've got some breaking hoo-hoos.
0: Put in a family album. And we signed a Cockney Sparrow, so it's kind of... um... (laughs) (laughs) What
1: What do you think the Cockney Toaster repairman would say about the signing, Rich?
0: Oh, tell you what, that John Jules—that's a good name. That there is a good. There's some heritage in that name. <laughs> so you've done a good job. You have. Uh, you might have a poor taste in. Uh, you know, you you getting in your your uh, your elements messed up too often. But I will say, in East John Jules, you've got your some self someone. You know, he's been to space and that that name. So good, good signing, good signing. <laughs> Which uh, so, which brand
1: of toaster should I be buying, Mr Cockney Toaster Cannon? <laughs> oh, you know,
0: <laughs> any of them, you know, any of them will do a job. That's the thing. You know, a full 99er from Argos will do a job. It just won't do as good of a job as a high power with the long effort, you know. I stick with the Italians. I think they know how to make toast. They know their way around several bread types. And uh, that's why you've got to stick with the tallies, I think.
1: Okay. Yes. But, um, you know, you yep. pays
0: your money and you takes your choice. And when you are Sheffield Wednesday shopping in the, uh, not even the bargain bin, I'll be honest, mate. We are we are fishing in the bins outside, aren't we? As a football club. I happen to be a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um. <laughs> unlikely i know they say there's so many clubs in london why won't you pick one of those and i i just say you know i loved reggie blinker i loved him <laughs> i had the wig and that we know now culturally insensitive culturally insensitive but i would go along the boot polish and all but you didn't know at the time we didn't know any better <laughs> anyway Tyrese, john jules what do you think
1: what do I think about Tyrese John Jones? Uh, I think it's, um, I don't know. It's a loan. He comes from, you know, of good stock from a promising academy. He's a bit quick. He's one of those nebulous forwards we seem to like signing. So he kind of ticks those boxes. Whether that's a box that ticks for us, I'm not entirely sure. Um, interesting yeah. to look at today. And we can kind of get onto that with kind of his performance and his, uh, his little, Peek behind the curtain um, yes. <laughs> in in the uh, in this theatrical theatrical game at uh, at S six today, um, and I, I know he's he's had a bad spell at Blackpool. It seems to be a series of him still finding his feet in professional football and probably kind of misfiring from the element of that. I would say at Blackpool,
0: yeah, a good YouTube video if you if you see the there's like a twelve minute you know goals and assists and tricks and things like that, a video, which I know we've all been down that route before, got excited.
1: Was this at the Disney um, heights
0: of the PL2? Pretty much. But, you know, it's interesting because you're, you're, his teammate names are now household names. You know, he's crossing the ball and it's, it's Bakari Sako that's putting the ball in or he's he's receiving a cross. And, <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> That was a good goal, my friend, Bakari Sako.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even carry um, the joke I have any thoughts of other Arsenal because who have made it but I know what you mean I know, I you
0: know mean. exactly I, I thought um, what's he called? Smith Rowe what was that? Smith Rowe yeah Smith Rowe you know him as well little blunt lead, you know um, right. but um, I think the thing is you look at that and you're like okay so clearly some of his cohorts have progressed and he doesn't look out of place with these guys, but obviously he's not made that same. Uh, and Ke- what's the, is it in the Eddie and uh, Ketia, Yeah. The... Yeah. So he's another one. He's a strike partner often, or there's a front three of, of yeah. Sacco and Ketia and, uh, and, and John Jules. So he's like, this is good company to be in. And he looks the part here. He's getting goals. He's setting up goals, but he's not playing for the Arsenal first team. And hmm. as you say, He's got a pretty rubbish uh, loan at Blackpool under his belt now. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, does that mean he's not the sort of guy that's going to make it, or is he a guy that makes it a bit later in life? Um, I don't know. Uh, as you, as we touched on, I don't know that we need another forward. Well, but, yeah, name. that's that's the thing.
1: There's no like I'm trying to maybe I need to remove myself from the the general apathy of us signing another nebulous forward who i don't know I, d- I don't know if he's um i mean you know different players obviously but today when he came on I was there thinking is this is this our Sal replacement or so replacement yeah you know well, you... I mean
0: Klopp knows the gap in the squad isn't it if if there is a gap in the squad
1: but then you know it's, it's the whole it thing doesn't with look Corbin like that sort of, of a player yeah but then going back to the whole theo talk was basically like you know are we playing him enough for, for him to be gone and then being someone we replace you know yeah i don't know i I just i really don't know so you know if it was someone who is a pronounced winger or the thing i think about sheffield wednesday a lot is like you know when when you hear when there are other teams who are doing well and you Mm. know there's always like an element of like the local (laughs) press will typically speak to a fan of the opposite team who's involved with either podcast or blog or just a general knowledgeable man on the street type thing and they'll be like oh you know the problem is we need someone for this position yeah and we're not we're not even <clears throat> there right now so it's not like no. we're signing anyone who it's not like hey we we do across the you know we've got the other 10 positions named we just need a right winger or a left winger or a partner for gregory or something like this and it's just yeah it's just there's several
0: positions
1: there's several positions we're rolling the dice on it it generally feels like a tombola for those wide positions
0: yeah but there's positions i think we so i think well obviously the other signing we'll get to but Mm. we've gone out and strengthened our main area of weakness which is good and i think yeah we've got players in two players in that position which is Great. Uh, probably, a bit, probably what we all hoped for at the beginning of the window. But I think mm. outside of that, my, shop, my sort of shopping list probably would have been maybe a holding midfielder, maybe a left back, maybe a big target man if we could get one. Mm. Um, just to take some of the strain off Gregory, because we don't really have anybody else that can do that job in the squad. I, I certainly don't think we needed another... We've got So, we've got Shadipo... Um, we've got players that can kind of do this. We've got windas um yeah. who kind of don't have a specified role but are useful in and around things
1: unless less we ever forget like um you know we're still waiting on we're still waiting on payment for, in terms of performances from Mide Shapedo yeah,
0: yeah
1: um so <clears throat>
0: <there's... laughs> did you call him Shapedo <laughs> I,
1: I did I did it wasn't. <laughs> Was that's the how the man no in the pub refers to, to,
0: um, to refers to Prince Andrew. <laughs> what's your boy Shapido? Yeah, what's he called? What's he called again? I'm not, Sorry, associ- I'm not
1: associating our winger on loan from QPR with Brian Epstein. <laughs> that's that's not what I tried to do. It's just some some somehow it's happened, and now somehow in defence I've managed to make that connection. So I apologise. I've
0: had another announcement, by the way. So that's hopefully that's it now in terms of my interventions from from. Uh, google i have i set. i bought a rowing machine during lockdown in the hope of um you know becoming an active yeah active human being and i thought what i'll do is i'll set myself a reminder every day at six to say go and row and then i'll the the guilt of not going and rowing will build up and i'll just have i'll end up just doing it it'll become a habit and then you're probably it, it more likely to have a habit.
1: notification to do a bad, a bad impersonation of someone talking about Emile Smith
0: instead, <laughs> Exactly. Isn't it, Rick? That's much yeah. more likely to happen. Much more likely to happen, yeah. <clears throat> do you, would you say that when uh, when Shadipo gets going up and down that wing, though, he, he does move like the Lolita Express? <laughs> <laughs> all, all the time. All the time. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, where were we?
1: I think I think his is I think his presence think. on the pitch is criminal in a different nature. That's what I want to say. <laughs>
0: so obviously he's got he's another nebulous Nebulous forward. forward.
1: Yeah. Who we have and is still an option. Like whether he's a good option, like so that's that's the thing. It's like do we are we are we getting it because the options we have are just beyond Repet is like is is more recognizing than not very good.
0: I mean, I think Shadipo I is injured right now. Well, that's it. He's someone who picked up a knock, and all of a sudden, that was three months ago. Mm. So, so I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. who knows? We not see him again. And then, then I,
1: I think. So okay, let's let's go on to the the next signing.
0: Let's go on to the other one. Mm-hmm. So I, what what I will say though, I don't see there's a huge amount of downside. Presumably, it's not costing us anything, or the it's not costing the earth. Um, Maybe he finds his feet with us at a at a lower level. Who knows? But it's not like if he's taking game time from Shadipo, it's not like he's we're losing anything really in that exchange um, because he's all he's already sort of <laughs> disappointed enough. So uh, I'm, I don't mind somebody else having being given a go. Um, yeah, the other the, the other signing, Harley Dean, which is much Ooh. more in the mould of what we've been looking for.
1: I, I would agree. Yeah, I would say <laughs> on paper is a very good signing. Um, I felt that when we, Harley Dean, because I remembered like pre- historically, I remembered him being a player that we were linked with. He mm. seemed to jump ship to go from Brentford when he was still kind of one of the many stars of that era. And it's I think it's been a long era for Brentford you know, finally, you know, managed to get things click and not sell the players on for vast profits yeah. to the Premier League. Um, but he was previously, in a previous iteration, kind of quite a, a ball-playing centre-back star for them. Yeah. And I remembered being surprised that he was someone who they lost and let go to to Birmingham. Um, yeah. Clearly it was, but he went on a free transfer, so clearly he's probably being paid quite a amount. It's, it's a really interesting situation with Dean, so I remember does being linked with him. Um, it, it's interesting to look at, like, so the general stature, you know, he's a bit of a no-nonsense leader. You know, he does have some yeah, um, aptitude with the ball as well to a certain degree for a centre-back. So that's something else. a big else boy there. as
0: well, isn't he? He's 6'5"?
1: He, he is a big boy, a big lump, big lump of a player. Um, and then seemingly last season was named, I, I think was kind of frozen out through Karanka and then came back into the... The mix with Lee Bowyer, And and then last year was named like the players and supporters player of the year for Birmingham.
0: I think he was even named captain at the start of this season as well. Yeah yeah it's a bit
1: odd it is all a bit odd and it seems to be a lot of the birmingham fans i've wondered if I, I thought like from everything i'm seeing and the fact that he still made a number of appearances this year though i think they
0: yeah
1: you know alex miller or dom house and one of the people in the local press I apologize i forgot it is did the whole thing of like interviewing a journalist at one of the sister papers covers birmingham and they seem to say that maybe he was a little unfortunate so Everything I read from that kind of angle made me think, oh, the, the fans must be a little bit upset or frustrated with this. And they were pretty, pretty darn nonplussed. There seemed to be a lot of history. He seemed yeah. to have really ruffled some feathers and put some people's nose out of shapes from the blues fans. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I did wonder a little bit. So, my th- there was a tiny voice in my head that sort of said, mm, is this a bit Darren Percy? Well,
1: hmm. that's the other thing I wanted to get onto. Because the thing I was saying was, paper. <laughs> on paper, it's a great signing. But, you know, knowing that we're going to do this podcast, and I'm going to talk to you again, Rich. You know, the words of Richard Miller was ringing through my head, being that <laughs> signing the experienced centre-back typically didn't work out for once.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We've had a number of these. I mean, maybe Darren Percy is viewed as a success in relation to someone like uh, Taylor. <laughs> Yeah. From Watford. Yeah, that
0: was pretty poor. That was, was pretty, pretty cool. poor.
1: Um, and there's been some success. Mind I you, then Gardner say. was... Gardner was stuck. very good. Was Gardner a was the treat. one I was thinking of, and that was, you know... When the he was times, fit. When he was fit and the times we had him. Um, You know, other things we can look back at. Liero for his level was pretty good. Yeah. You know, Leuven's... You know, Leuven's essentially...
0: Leuven's is a great signing.
1: With Lees and... That was kind of Wednesday's centre back pairing for a number of years, right? So Yeah. And we're still, I think, in the process of trying to replace those option, really. Definitely. Definitely the ghosts of those characters. So there has been, but like there's also been some ones that have been pretty disappointed like experience
0: that Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Mm. Definitely. Um yeah, Taylor. Oh, Taylor was bad, wasn't he? <laughs>
1: It <laughs> was. It looks like it looks like we you know, I sort of blotted
0: that out of my mind.
1: Was it a game against Bolton at home where he absolutely just completely dropped some testicles?
0: Yeah, that was the one where he kinda of like flicked it over his shoulder into the Yeah, and it looked to like them a goal. it
1: looked like that was just an event in his life that just broke him.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It just it just seemed like yeah, it was non operational. It was really like getting some Findus on
0: the elements. <laughs> But I think, so I think Harley Dean, I mean, obviously um, he's someone whose name I remember. I was trying to figure out, like, is he infamous in some way? Has he been like, was he at some point, like, uh, did he like date someone famous or something the, like that? The but infamous I don't, Harley Dean. The infamous Harley Dean. It, like it, it
1: sounds like a tattooed porn star, doesn't it? It, it, it
0: does. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Maybe there is a... Um, Someone who shares a name with him in that industry, in the same way that uh, Kieran Lee has his uh, his namesake. Exactly. Um, exactly. That makes him ungooglable. <laughs> 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 but I, th- I, th- I just think uh, it's. I think actually looking back, and he mentioned how he's enjoyed playing at Hillsborough. I think I've. I think I know of him because he's been a thorn in our side. I think he's a big. He's he's very much that sort of like the player you don't like when he's not on your team, but you do like him being on your team because he he's a bit of a thug. He's a bit does all the does all the kind of like he'll hold the striker down at corners and get away with it. And and he scored a, at least one. I think he's got a couple of goals at Hillsborough in, uh, for for various teams. So for 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 one reason or another, I think he has just stood out by his performances. And again, that can go both ways because. Uh, your boy, uh, Clinton Morrison had, had the most incredible record at Hillsborough until he actually played there every other week. Um, <laughs> his, his record was staggering at Hillsborough prior to, to signing for Wednesday. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this looks, I, I there's a potential. That we look back at this signing and go, what, you know, what if, what if we had somebody like him all along as well? I think, because we do lack leadership at the back. Um, and we don't have anybody that does that sort of big, ugly side of the game. I always feel like Dunkley's m- muscular and powerful, but it's, I don't know, he always feels like he's trying to prove himself. Whereas, Right. There's a way you hold yourself when you've kind of. I don't need to prove myself. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which comes to show of, I know what I've got and you what you don't. <clears throat> and there's there's just something about that that kind of older head. Um, and so- <laughs> well, we're talking about the game today.
1: That's interesting. So you think if like Holly Dean was on a night out, he's the type of guy who aggro <coughs> aggroed up men would try picking a fight with to prove them. Probably interesting yeah did you know that um i just found that i just literally just found that out while i was just looking i was trying to find out if any past kind of dealings or goals against wednesday as you've mentioned
0: yeah
1: um did you know he was uh when he was in non-league he was a painter and decorator no
0: i didn't
1: is that so lovely and touch did you also enjoy from the interview he talked about he knew um jack hunt from non-league they're both at grazer Grays athletic
0: together. Ah, okay oh nice I must confess, I haven't seen the full interview. I just saw the short, whatever the one minute long version, one or the one and a half minute long version, Mm. where they did. I think they showed him scoring for Bournemouth against us. Mm. But yeah, generally, if a centre back stands out, it's because they've they've scored and been a big awkward lump for us to deal with. Mm. And uh, I think that's he's that's how he's built his reputation in my mind, anyway. -hmm. I guess so the there other, we go. The, oh,
1: so other, the link I wanted to say from previously was like, and I think mm. we'd probably surprise ourselves if we sat down and really brainstormed because I, I think the thing with Wednesday right now is if the players who aren't fit, we forget, I forget about pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, and I also think we're in this weird position where there hasn't there've been a bunch of players who haven't really covered themselves in glory when they have played and then got injured, so it's not like it's like we really need to replace X player. Yeah, to be honest, so uh, I think it was Joe Cran made a note to say, like, so now we've got I think he said we had eight options, and I want to run through them with you, yeah, on, okay. on, on the podcast. So there's a offer who's obviously injured, but maybe back sooner than expected, mm-hmm. Dunkley, who seems to be out for a while, Hutchinson, who I guess is now deemed as a center back, but you know, culturally, historically, yeah. is probably more of a center back than some of it than Farmer <clears throat> and Johnson. Um, we have Story, we have Dean. We're at five, six with Brennan. And yeah. then, well, we still have Gibson. So that's an interesting thing. Gibson is still technically with Sheffield-Winston. Yeah, And then technically. An eighth option, <laughs> which I'm really drawing a blank and really struggling with. Um, Maybe the stretch, Patterson. would you call Palmer at this? I mean, I I would think Palmer's a little bit more of a sender than those other
0: options. And, and then, you know, Patterson can fill in. Patterson can fill in. They might have been, to, at a stretch, they might have counted Patterson there, mightn't they?
1: Yeah, and then I, I don't know, maybe for some of his weaknesses. What's the young
0: lad drop? that's come through as well? He's played a couple of games, hasn't he? I'm not even going to attempt. I've like gone to Homer? <clears throat> that's right, yeah, yeah. Mm. But I, th- yeah, as you say, I think that you've got kind of, well, it's almost guaranteed that one of Hutch, Iorfer, and Dunkley are going to be injured. If not, Mm. it's more likely that all three of them will be injured at the same time than all three play. Yeah. I think they are all players that have missed a half a season each for one reason or another. I know Hutchinson's been constantly fit, um, according to him. Uh, But for one reason or another, they've missed half a season each for every season they've been with us or more. Mm. So the, the chances of the the planets aligning and those three getting to, on the pitch at the same time are just so slim. Um it, it's almost unimaginable. And and I mean yeah, as you say, Dunkley seems like he's out for a long time. So I think I think we needed to bolster this position. I think I do. Brennan's promising, but I wouldn't want to hang our season on Kieran Brennan being playing every week. Much as I like him.
1: Mm, no. Yeah. I think we can probably afford more appearance. We could have afforded a few more.
0: Possibly. It'd be interesting to see who we go to. So obviously today, to kind of merge into the, the game today, we played Story and Dean from the, you know, they both got their first starts today. And we played Hutchinson alongside them as the left-sided centre-back. Um, It'll be interesting to see if or and when one of those drops out through tiredness, suspension, injury. Where does he go? Does he go to Brennan and kind of say, "Okay, Johnson and Palmer are now wingback options only, or first and foremost"? Or does he go to Palmer as a first choice because Palmer has been such a reliable member of that back three for so long?
1: It's really interesting. Um, the I'm only sure other we'll thing we sure we'll find out. Maybe that is a segue. Maybe just gonna, I'm going to quick quickly sneak something in here. Uh, okay. Moore seems to be saying that there's been a couple of inquiries for. Some players. I mean, the thing is, when you list the options, we can talk about why it makes sense. But again, this is Sheffield Wednesday in recent history that we've got a lot yeah. of injury prone, prone players. So we need to really bolster the squad to make admissions for these players, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's the thing. When you list it, it's shocking. It's shocking we have so many players. But, you know, they're, yeah. all, they're all just being wounded. Um, the other thing I was going to say was, like, I guess the, the local press was saying they were interested in a permanent transfer to Accrington Stanley for Adedoyan.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. Which, um, yeah,
1: I, I'm totally fine with. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's the sort of, that's how, I, I know people have gone back and forth in terms of, you know, what's the point of having an academy when the larger clubs can kind of swoop in and pick off any promising talents you develop but I think as a club of our size who are kind of in the middle of that so the kind of lo- the very lowest end of things you probably can't afford to have an academy at our side is we can probably pick up some talents and give them a second wind or a second bite of the cherry mm. and uh, we did, we've done that with Adedoy and he's not really kind of stepped up and made the grade if we can move him on then you know fair enough for him and for us I think that's fine
1: yeah I would totally agree so, but anyway, I think looking and thinking defensive you, lineup, maybe that's a good way to look at the lineup for today for today's game.
0: Yeah. So obviously Bailey Peacock Farrell keeps his place in goal, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, we saw we saw starts for these two new centre backs. Uh, so so Dean was in the middle of the the back three. Mm-hmm. Um, story. Lined up on the right, and Hutchinson moved over to the left of that of that uh, that three. Um, I was going to say as well, by the way, eight eight seems a lot of centre backs if you're playing two people in that position. If you're playing three, eight people for six positions, or you know, well, three positions, you know, three positions with a swap for each one. Eight eight's not miles off. It it seems more reasonable, doesn't it? I think in some ways, I guess
1: so. Yeah,
0: especially when two or three of them are. General dogs' bodies in the way, in the form of Patterson and Palmer, that kind of play everywhere, wherever they are needed. Um, but then we we made changes. So that, that bit, Mar- Marvin Johnson moved out to left wing back, and Mendes Lang moved across to right wing back. Which I think maybe a little bit harsh on Palmer and Hunt, uh, who who both have been pretty good these last few weeks, but but both dropped to the bench. Uh, midfield three remains the same. Uh, so Luongo, Delhi, Bashiru, and Bannon, and then up top we went with Windas and Camberry.
1: Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently, a foot injury for Gregory, which is why but he he's not, was out. nowhere
0: in the squad, was he? He wasn't in. It wasn't even on the bench.
1: Have we even seen Cambari in recent times? So is this just him coming into the starting eleven from this nowhere?
0: Is, yeah, I think, yeah, starting eleven from nowhere. I'm playing ninety minutes from nowhere as well.
1: Good so, yeah, which is fantastic. And then obviously we've now seen to upgrade Josh Windas. Um away from his super sub role to starting 11. Um, interesting. I mean, I'm sad for Hunt. I was, I was unsure why Hunt was missing out.
0: Yeah.
1: I was surprised with Marvin Johnson being given a nod at wing back.
0: Maybe it's a bit of a thank you because he's done a, such a job for the team. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't Go, know how much he will have relished being centre-back <laughs> all, all these weeks. Mm. Uh, so kind of giving him a chance in his more in a more natural position for him to kind of stake a claim i don't know
1: mm. but yeah, there were some surprises, I would say, and I, mm. I thought Palmer was unfortunate to miss out completely as well,
0: yeah, definitely and, but, you know uh, would um, you know
1: and then would from recent games would you <laughs> would you really would you really think it'd be fair to give the remaining um the remaining spot to Hutchinson? <sighs>
0: I don't I mean it takes some of the pressure off him not being the center of that three doesn't it I guess so yeah uh, what what we don't have from him is what Johnson brought to the table and what Palmer brings to the table in terms of quality of carrying the ball forward quality of of cross um both Johnson and Palmer are really pretty good at deep deep crossing of the ball which means they're not just playing that role defensively they're they're bringing something to the table uh offensively as well but this is much more you know this is much more bread and butter defenders being defenders and maybe maybe uh maybe that's a better thing for us to do rather than asking people to you know asking too many uh cats to bark uh which has been the the very much the modus operandi for for this Wednesday team far too often and more is we're asking like four or five players to do something strange that they're not used to doing um, and hoping some weird alchemy sparks out of it uh, so a pretty pretty good start to things. Uh, I mean obviously we I, I can't remember what minute we actually scored in it was early on though wasn't it. It was the Mm. sixth minute,
1: and I mean, it's pretty much my first note. I mean, uh, I guess outside of that, I'd probably say the game had a very (coughs) high-tempo bittiness to the entire kind of affair. But then, Mm. you know, seemingly, you know... Seemingly, you know, maybe against the run of play at the time, it seemed to be, you know, we had a very organised, steadfast defence against what Ipswich were bringing us. I mean, they were the, the form team coming into this. But anyway, I mean, brilliant work on the right by, I think it was Luongo who managed to win the ball. Was that correct?
0: I was trying to remember who who made that la- who made that tackle. Because mm. they all, all game long, really, Ipswich were, well, I've... <sighs> To the point of tedium. I, I've got a comment about this in, in the second half, but they want they want to pass it around the back, and particularly in the first half, we kept catching them or nearly catching them, and that's where most of our best forward plays came from. Really, was winning the ball in their third because they'd over, you know, they dallied on it or they'd got overly. Uh, ambitious with the pass that they played and and we we caught them out um and it was a good crunch attack i couldn't i couldn't remember if it was story or or luongo but whoever made the tackle was a good it was a really good tackle sort of charging it down it was brave Mm -hmm. um and that made that made sure that the ball broke through did it go straight to mendes lang then no, it was Windass. Windass kind no, of like powered Quindus. through,
1: and then you know he was going up on the angle, assessing his options, laid it off to Mendes Lang, who then you know on the angle, you know by the you know almost approaching the touch line, swung yeah. over across, and wow, where where yeah. first of all, where did Johnson come from? <laughs> I have never seen a player make such a a hugely successful bursting against the odds run. Like this
0: one. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. He read the danger of the moment and uh, and got himself in the right position. And such a fine finish. I mean, that is difficult skill, hmm. uh, taking it out of the sky like that. At pace as well. Mendes Lang really, like, crosses the ball. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Oh, what a fine, fine
1: finish. It's almost like a first-time sliding volley in the sense of yeah. that, isn't it? Because, I mean, he gets it and he just... It just looks so effortless.
0: Some echoes of that he did get a goal in the uh, Johnson's paint where he kind of like sort of poked it it, the same sort of part of the goal from a similar angle. But this was much more difficult technique wise. Uh, Mm. A really good goal. I mean, there were times today almost put me in mind of some of the good times under Carlos Carvajal in that. When we the moments where we showed a little bit of quality and strung two or three passes together, they really struggled to hang with us. But we just didn't seem to click off that often. I mean, we were we were much more the much more dangerous team throughout. But those oh. moments, all every one of those looked really really dangerous when we when we just yeah, as I say, somebody reversed a pass or something like that. And this was the this was obviously the best of them, and and where we got where we got that. Lovely early goal!
1: Wow, I mean, well played. Just overall, just a great, great break, great tackle. Yeah, brilliant cross from Mendes Lang, and just such an amazing run and finish. I mean, you know, you <laughs> you finished off my note to say what a great, oh, sorry. what a great goal. No, but I was just, I was still kind of, I was still shocked at the run. Really, yeah, just completely yeah. found the right space, completely found the right time with such determination. Yeah, one nil Sheffield.
0: And he, we almost did the same. There was another one that Johnson had a good effort with the uh, second half. So it's obviously that was part of the game plan was kind of making sure that the wing backs were far enough up to to support each other when we when we put balls into the box as well, which which I think was uh, a couple of times could have been really effective, but. I don't know. You you, you, once again, sort of. uh, I was at the game, so I'm not making like minute by minute notes. So I don't know whether you want to take us through, or do, or you want some of my scattergun thoughts.
1: Maybe I'll take you through my kind of organised play-by-play. Yeah, what be, I have. that makes sense. And then, you know, very typical for for a different gravy. You know, we we turn off for the second half pretty much. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I mentioned, that high tempo bittiness. A bit of a bad moment on the ninth minute because we had a defensive throw-in which was played into. I think it was Dean who cycled it back yeah. to Peacock Farrell under pressure, and then just yeah. he completely sliced that one out of play. Yeah. You know, I thought that the interesting thing was, you know, that we were largely defending. The thing I wanted to say was I I could put in my notes that said, you know, Wednesday is spending a lot of time defending. But the key thing I wanted to make in that difference was when it's organized and we have people who are natural center backs, (laughs) I thought of like a stupid joke for this. It's basically like looking at a natural center back, playing a natural center back back position is like watching a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, they're incredibly assured of of, of dressing like a woman. Obviously, there's more to it. Sorry, this is a very basic kind of analogy. So please, please forgive forgive me for any missteps here. Watching other players out of position, like Johnson and Palmer, is a bit like you ringing me, Rich, and saying, Luke, um, Mm -hmm. I've got a spare ticket for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Can you put on a
0: shirt skirt in, like, 20 minutes? <laughs> you can you can improvise something with a t-shirt an old t-shirt but it's not <laughs> going to be the same <laughs> yeah so i just i just want to say like
1: the, there's a there's a very natural mm-hmm. and cultured and time spent difference between these two options here i i think johnson and palmer are better at being center backs than i am at dressing up uh, dre- dressing up in drag <laughs> at very short notice. Um, but but not uh, uh, you do yourself so, down. I I guess I do. Yeah, I do do myself a disservice. I guess
0: you're you're always your big your own big, biggest critic when it comes to your drag.
1: <laughs> I've always said that. have <laughs> always said that. That's been the the silent subtitle of this podcast, hasn't it, Rich? <laughs> um, but uh, outside of that, I mean to say, but then that's I think in. It's a different way to look at that sentence if I say Wednesday have spent this half defending is it just looks so much more assured, yeah yeah, and i it, i this is this is yeah this is what like defenders should be doing this is this is what the people in that position should be making you think
0: i like I noted down that i i like i just i liked both of them for different reasons i thought story. It was kind of doing the no-nonsense approach to things, but I liked the fact that Dean was taking the leadership role. You know, there was no question over who was going to head a ball when it was landing in our half of the pitch. Mm-hmm. It, it was going to be Dean, and having that kind of ownership and leadership. And they, I don't remember him missing one or messing no. one up or no. falling over his man, or you know, like Dunkley always seems to like have to like wrestle with somebody before he thinks about doing a header. Was none of that nonsense with Dean. He's just like, no, I'm massive. I'm just going to go head this. Like, <laughs> and it happened so many times. But there's just little bits like Story just nodding a ball out. Of, you know, there's a ball played into the channel. He just read it, nodded it over. You know, got, uh, read it properly, nodded it out. Of play for a throw in, and just mm. those things are just. I don't know. It just comes with being you. you being a centre back, as you say. Like the. the they know their role. They know their job. It's what they've been taught to do all their lives. And it's mm. Liam Palmer's done an, I mean, nobody is more pleased and surprised by how well Liam Palmer has done at, at the various positions within a, a, a three centre back, uh, lineup. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, he's, that's not what he's spent his life doing. He's spent most of his life being a right back. And before that, his youth being a midfielder you know it's not he's not a centre-back and it showed last week mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that that was a mistake you know you get dragged out in those positions you make sure that's the centre-backs kind of like I don't know you know there's a rule you live by it's not something for fullbacks. full-backs is you hold them up and hopefully let the defense behind you get organized and that's f- that's fine mm. but it's a different job
1: Indeed, um, with the other opportunities we had in this game, I think we there was more kind of a merit and no maybe in the first half. I guess that was a difficult thing to come to, and, and maybe fast forward to the end of the first half. But I'll just maybe just jump ahead quickly just to make this point. Like, um, yeah, because of the nature of like the assuredness that we have to tie that piece back from the centre backs, like it it didn't feel a hundred percent like another instance of where Sheffield Wednesday were up at half-time, but. I'm not looking forward to the second half because we could have well missed some opportunity to to make this two 0 and to put the game to bed because it
0: should have we should have been more comfortable. It should have been more comfortable, but it was, but it wasn't. We weren't sat biting our nails, Mm. which is a testament to to how well the defense managed things. I also think a testament. So I I put down. So I'll I'll do it now. You know, once every four or five episodes I, I will write a joke and i always feel very pleased at myself so i i called their style of football ticky blackout because um it's vaguely continental feeling but it bored me to tears um <laughs> set me to sleep. I, they just onanistically just diddled themselves in front of thirty-four thousand people all game it was like a One long guitar solo that second half. They had absolutely zero interest in getting forward or even getting out of their own half. That is some of the most tedious, mind numbing football I have ever watched. Honestly. (laughs) Give me hoofball down a, down a Sunday, you know, on a Sunday pub league. Mm. Give me hoofball over that. Every day of the week. My Lord. That's I mean, the interesting thing with it, because I
1: mean, like um maybe we're in, we're in that, that beautiful um, space to be like, like fans who of you know, we didn't steamroll if switch today, but no, like it, it's, it's nice to have that knowing smug um review <laughs> of another team to be like, Oh, they're, they're a good side They play some good football when you've taken three points off them very distinctly. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yeah. But I think that was yeah. it.
1: It was just like, you just looked at their players and be like, oh, you know, cause I, I, I know, I didn't think, I, I don't think they 100% embarrass themselves. But again, like, I, I would say they're on a spectrum. If the spectrum is saying these players are well skilled to useful and useful is the lowest that you can talk about these players. Cause he could look around that pitch and say, you would say, oh, X, you know, Selena's useful. Wes Burns yeah. is useful, but yeah, not not really achieving anything in the process, and probably thanks to their style of play, and also I think Wednesday doing a, a fairly decent for a smothering number on them
0: today. Yeah, yeah. Um, back it, to the it, chances. It felt like a bit of yes, yeah. Sorry, you know, but uh, it did. It a... feel it felt like a, a bit of like it felt like a good use of. It felt like we knew what their game was, mm. and. Essentially, we've sort of been told, press them to a point because you don't want to get just a free-for-all dragged all over the shop. That's, you know, nobody wants that. And uh, But (laughs) don't go mad trying to... Because what they're trying to do is that you overcommit, you get bored and you break shape. But they are perfectly happy just to pass it back and forth forever around that back five. Mm. With no... Inclination to, to move forward at all. I, I mean the, the 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 most laughable part of it was there was one point where the left back kind of like I think he like beat Delhi Bashiru and then flicked a crossfield ball to the right-sided centre-back who took it down and then passed it back to the keeper. And it's like, what have you like that's the fanciest. Nothing I've seen in a game of football for quite some time. Like it's just very odd, very odd way of playing the game. Uh, I mean, people were angry at some of the aimless playing, passing that we did early on in the season. But man, alive, there's levels to this, and uh, Ipswich masters, masters of that domain, apparently. But you end up with 65% possession and no shots on target. That's what it. That's that's how you get that. (laughs) again <laughs> mm. that's the end of the, the 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 game, but yeah, let's talk through the chances there was there was there were several of them,
1: yeah seventeenth minute Luongo did a you know a, i think there was like a real period of almost saying like this was literally just after me making the organized uh, the comment about how organized and structured we looked mm. um play in centre and Luongo kind of broke the ball, pumped it forward uh Canberi timed you know timed to run to perfection so yeah on the end of it. It was just a little bit heartbreaking that I really don't want to see Canberry be the one who's <laughs> making such a run. You know, so he was under pressure. He managed to jink to the left. Looks like we were going to try and maybe get a point. um The ball in some opportune position. Ipswich scrambled away for the corner. That mm. corner, Bannon took a very long corner to Dean arriving at the edge of the box. Yes. He, he did the header equivalent of a shot that I will say. Yes, yes. Like, it looked like yeah. for a second, like I thought it was an intended header. And then I think the commentary team said, no, I think he's heading it back. But he just...
0: I wondered if Canberra condition. could have hmm. could have been a bit more alive to that. I don't know. Maybe it was too high anyway. But I just, I thought, I sort of thought, hmm. he kind of let it go go past him. And I thought maybe if he'd been a bit more alert and aware... He might have might have been able to make something happen at the that the, the near post as it was to the corner, but the far post from where Dean headed it.
1: Yeah, twenty second minute, another kind of corner. Uh, I'm not quite sure mm. how this one came about. I haven't recalled on my notes, but it's a short corner routine. Ends of a series of cycles played into Mendes Lang from Bannon. Yes, Mendes Lang looking like that moment. I think everybody was on their seat thinking the edge of their seat thinking he's going to do the same thing he did the other week, bring it in, bring it round onto his right foot. And then just got completely the wrong angle on the curve. So did it just skewed, just swung his foot and skewed it massively, swerving out. He was, he
0: was lucky. He was lucky. It went out for a goal kick. It was that bad of a skewed effort, wasn't it?
1: It was one of those where you are, you artfully trying to bend it onto the uh, corner flag. One of those.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was annoying. That was frustrating. That was frustrating. Mm. Not, again, not great set pieces today, which I was a bit, I was kind of excited. I thought, I thought in Dean and Story mm. and Hotch, we're quite, we've got a bit of height in there. Um, But I don't think we really made the most of it. But I think we've seen
1: worse, though. Like, I mean. Possibly. <clears throat> I think I I thought it was okay because purely I'm just so used to seeing really bad corners from Bannon.
0: Well, because Bannon had one that went straight in at the near post, I think soon after that so that was that was short corner routine really that was very lucky that we got anything out of it like it didn't work as a short corner routine I don't know what the plan was but Mendes Lang was good enough <laughs> to kind of make something happen from it it didn't I don't think that could possibly have been what they were aiming to do Um and Mendes Lang's generally been hitting quite good corners from that side of the pitch so I, I probably would have preferred him to put it in the mix where we've got three people that are pretty decent at their at, at, at heading the ball, at the very least. Um, Bannon hit hit one of the near posts that was just very easily cleared. I, I just remember Windass hit a terrible one in the second half that just went straight out of the play at the other side of the pitch.
1: Yeah, I remember that, that's that one that I yeah. think Palmer was trying to get after and trying to keep it in. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean took a yellow on the 25th minute. Uh, maybe Love it was
0: that. justified for the quick break of the free kick. I think that was a good good yellow to take a good yellow to take <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah mm. Do you exactly think- the kind of thing that would annoy me if he played against us but i'm like yeah that was good they they had a bit of momentum they had it was probably like a at least an even numbers like three versus three or four versus four break in our half and you just put an end to it and he ended up with a very tame, probably a short free kick, because just go, keep that possession. Mm, yummy yummy possession. Yum 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 yum, yum, yum. <laughs> when you're sponsored by Ed Sheeran you gotta have possession. Yum 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 <laughs> 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 is that Ed Ed Sheeran's favorite main course? Possession. <laughs> oh he loves he loves Nando's and possession. He's got a black card for both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you think on the 54th minute that Hutchinson was lucky to not get a yellow?
0: Um, remind me, remind me of it. So, oh yes, that's when he yeah. sort of like snuck in and he did an interception and then kind of ballsed it up and and then yeah, he he sort of put laid him on him, didn't he? And uh, yeah. I think got away with it pretty. Yeah, I I uh-huh. thought he was fairly fortunate there. More
1: bad decisions. 37th minute. Canberry made a bad decision to play in Windass, which was offside. That was Mm. uh, really poorly timed by the guy. (sighs) Few frustrating um, offsides. And then another minute afterwards was another awful, awful moment, which was um, we had a short throw in way down on the left, just, just kind of parallel with the uh, with the Ipswich box. Um, I think it was Windass did a short throw in to Bannon. He takes a touch, swings in a lovely cross that just had had the Ipswich defense at sixes and sevens. They mm. didn't know what to do. Canberry managed to get there at the end, manages to... Kind of control it. He sees Mendes Lang surging in from the right, lays it off to him. Mendes Lang looks like he's making some space, dances with it, plows it wide from yeah. 13, 14 yards out. It was an incredibly bad finish. Like, I can't believe he didn't get I it know. on the target. Like, on the commentary team, like, I think, um, John Pearson was saying, you know, he went for power in that situation. I'm like, i know i oh, well i i, I, I he did well we, to
0: write the thing is I, I think people were annoyed he didn't just shoot straight away but there was two players in front of him he had to beat them he had to make some space then, i get that but then but then i think his touch that took him away from them was up was then getting away from him yeah and it it was sort of a desperation swing a leg at it kind of thing in the end when yeah it should have been i thought it was. It's tricky that that chance is kind of indicative of the sort of luck we've had all season. In that, I thought the defender got just enough touch that it didn't mean it, 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 he took it away from Camberry's toes because it should have just been an easy shot for Camberry. But I thought Camberry did well, mm. show the awareness and play it into Mendeslang. And I also thought, you know, it's it's good thinking from Mendeslang not to just plow it into. The blocking players, but yeah unfortunately, his finish in the end was 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 really bad. They did cover themselves well to be fair to 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 Ipswich because they had a man where Mendes Lang would have put it, and I wonder if this is partly what put him off. If he just got it inside the post, they did have a man on the line there already. They
1: so had a guy so, on the
0: far post, yeah. I do remember Yeah, that, so he kind of had four people to beat, one of them being the goalkeeper. But but it's one of those. Yeah, you like, want to be hitting on, the target, don't you? Target. Yeah, yeah. you've got to ask the question.
1: You've got to, really. Um, maybe that was one of our better corners at the 42nd minute. So basically, it was, it was actually some really good work, which actually I, I lost on my initial coverage. On oh, no, I follow because I think they were covering something tedious that happened at the other end for Ipswich. <laughs> um, so we we kind of won it by, and I think was it was it Windass who kind of hooked it on, and then Camberi had some really fantastic strength to get on the end of it and to yeah. bring it forward. Yeah, so he was kind of on a one on one, maybe not really so much because he had a defender there, and in that situation, just did the best that he could and just um, you know. Uh, stung stung a shot at the near post for for Walton to palm out for a corner. Yeah, uh, The resulting corner was swung in by Mendes Lang. Hutchinson went there and connected,
0: but he yeah, was straight at the keeper. Uh, that, looked, that looked a decent effort, but yeah, uh, yeah straight at the goalie, annoyingly.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. The 44th minute, I had a note saying we should have had a corner. Um,
0: Windas had an effort that kind of bobbled wide, didn't... Uh, didn't he? I think it happened, yeah. It's just my note uh, My note on Windass was he, he'd frustrated me by not really, I don't think he really, he sort of did neither job properly. He was doing that kind of, just that be, behind Canberra and I don't think he did a great job of backing up Canberra but I also don't think he added to our numbers in midfield in any, uh, we looked overrun in midfield at times. So I, it kind of annoyed me that he wasn't, it wasn't like busting a gut to get up and make things happen, attacking wise, and he also wasn't didn't look asked to defend either, really. But it's saying that he could have had an assist and he could have had a goal because he's he's a very effective player. Uh, so it, it's it's um, it's criticism, but it's uh, I'm being harsh to him because I know how good he can be. I I I
1: guess at like a half-time... My notes were, you know, I, I still didn't know how to think about the half. I think that I felt more confident, though, to make notes about it to say half of missing those chances. But like, we just look so more comfortably defensive to deal with Ipswich. But I, I don't know. I, I anticipated that Ipswich would really ramp it up. In the second Me too.
0: Half. The other thing that's probably worth note. I've just my notes. I said that Mendislang was look was unlucky not to score. Um, at their end for us and lucky lucky not to score at our end for them because there was a there was a I think that's possibly the incident you were talking about that they were still showing when we went up the other end and had an attack because there was a kind of I think it was a corner or a throw-in that like landed at his foot and uh needed a save from ba- Bailey Peacock Farrell. Like, it wasn't it wasn't a shot because obviously it was no goal, <laughs> but it was mm. probably the only save Peacock Farrell had to make on the day. Um, and it was, <laughs> and Henderson couldn't do anything. It just literally hit him <laughs> and, went, goal, mm. and then went towards the goal. But it, it, it was, uh, yeah, in terms of his luck, he had a mixed bag luck-wise, we could say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, another half where we really should have scored another goal or two and we'll probably need it was my halftime comment as well.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, there we go. Second half. Um, I think we're getting to the point where I look at my barely a page of notes for the second half here.
0: <laughs> there were still chances, though. I mean, the there, was, there were some there were... chances, yeah.
1: Um, so I want to ask you, Rich, I, I guess the first thing I come to is the 53rd minute. So now, the you know, there's a series of play. Mendes to had it. He was dispossessed. I'm just going to say that for the time being. We carried on. Mm. Windas has it on the angle, and he kind of tried to fire it across the goal, but I think maybe just kind of troubled the keeper. Stings it goalwards, palm, uh, Walton palms it out at pace and Bannon reacts, but like just fires a header over because it's just coming oh, yeah. way too quickly for him to make a reaction. It was pinged at his face, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. The thing I want to say with that was I was like, that is a foul on Mendez Lang. Whether that's a penalty, I don't know, but that's definitely <laughs> yeah. a foul. He was basically yeah. just, it's like being checked in hockey. Basically, yeah. that's what it was. It just some guy just yeah. rammed him off the ball. He must have flew like he must have flew as as far as he is tall, like six. It must have gone yeah. like six feet. Yeah, and just nothing from the
0: referee, and nothing from the linesman. He's no. so close to that the ref, action. The ref today was. It, well, it, it was another one of these that, like, he bought every single time one of their players went to ground, and it happened a lot. Um, he blew up and gave us next to nothing. He really, really was uh, mm. was showing how what a strong character he was in not giving <laughs> into the crowd. <laughs> Such a strong personality. By strong character, do you
1: mean a tosser? Yes, yes.
0: 15. Strongly tugging himself off in front of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're all telling him, no, sir, no, sir, this is a Frankie and Benny's, this is a family restaurant. You cannot you cannot masturbate, and you, you don't masturbate outwardly. And he's like, no, 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 I played this game before, I know my rights, sir. Let, let me keep flog- flogging myself in front of the children
0: <laughs> a- with, with a ba- backdrop of uh, rat pack tunes. <laughs> 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 oh, there's nothing like Dean Martin to put me in the mood for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 57th <laughs> minutes.
1: There was a great cross by Mendes Lang. Who was the, who was the player who missed that at the near post? Was that Windass or was that Canberry? Do you
0: remember it, that was it was Windass. It was Windass again. It whistled past his face. Yeah. Oh,
1: that was heartbreaking.
0: It was almost any touch, wasn't it? And they would have yep. gone. Yeah. Gong, yeah. gong, and then surely in that angle. I must
1: yeah, um, Palmer then came off. That was our first substitution, wasn't it? Pa- so Palmer came it, on. Venezuelan came on. Yeah, for Venezuelan came <laughs> <Palmer> on. <off. laughs> Palmer came on for Venezuelan. Who's on first? Yeah. Who's um, yeah? Oh, who I, I, I said I who? I, yeah, I said who I so think good. has been unlucky. And the weird thing is, I made that note, and I'm looking back at it and thinking that kind of applies to both <laughs> players. Like I would have, liked to yeah, yeah, seem... lucky
0: to miss out, and
1: and then I, I don't, I, yeah, I didn't know why Mendes
0: Lang was subbed. I don't mind. I thought he was looking knackered, basically, but uh, okay. I don't mind that though. I think if you for Mendes Lang, if if we're able to manage him, that do you know what? We get an hour of full tilt Mendes Lang, and then he needs to be subbed off. That's not the worst thing in the world, you know. It's mm. uh, and particularly that swap because if you go from the attack, you get the attacking guy for an hour, and then you get Palmer, who's much more defensively sound for the for the second uh, portion of the game. Then that's that's not a bad swap to be able to make. Mm. And and Palmer's no slouch going forward
1: either. Palmer is no slouch going forward. You know, roaming roaming
0: golfer. <laughs> there doesn't matter where he is on the pitch. He's just goals, goals, goals. <laughs> goals gone wild, Liam Palmer. <laughs> so we
1: had a lot of joy. I'm just thinking, look at these next two notes for me. 66th minute and 70th minute. In terms of this game of football, I am wondering whether, let me just see, I just want to bring up the kind of timings with all of this today regarding substitutions because we had, we used the full hog of substitutions, didn't we? Mm-hmm. The whole, the entirety. So the next one, okay, is a bit afterwards, which is um, John Jules coming on for Windus. But before that, we've got a couple of things to look at, Rich. Um, okay. 66 minute, I'm not entirely sure. I think, was it, um, it must have been Palmer, though, who did the pull- pullback for Johnson. And Oh, who
0: was he, it then?
1: Yeah, I don't have it on my notes. and so I'm wondering if you re- remembered who did that.
0: I'm not sure if it was Palmer or if it was Delhi Bashiru.
1: Well, that's the the next one. The next he pullback, definitely which played is the one to Bannon, else. didn't he? The Bannon. Maybe it was really Palmer then. About. Maybe
0: it was Palmer.
1: And then, yeah, but that first one, that was that wasn't that was a great strike, but just agonizing it wide was. again.
0: Yeah, yeah just sort of f- poking it through lots of bodies, and very unlucky not to find the near post, find the far post, or mm-hmm. get a nick that send it in past the keeper, regardless.
1: And that brings us on to the 70th minute. Yeah, uh, that was Deli Bashuru, like you said. He did exceptionally well to win the ball on the touchline. He strokes at the cross, and Bannon just cracked an absolute sumptuous first-time hit. And, frustratingly for us, a really amazing, incredible save from Walton. Like, really tough throw save. save. Incredibly annoying, annoying, though, because it's, again, Bannon looking like he's contending for goal of the season. With himself. With himself. Yeah. He's doing a, he's bringing back the Adam Reach going against a goal, goal of season contender <laughs> against himself. Oh, how, how did we not score more goals this game? I mean, from there on, I think it's, it, it crumbles from here. I think we're, we're yeah. looking a bit spent. We're giving, we're getting into a realm of Ipswich getting more into this game, things tiring and things maybe happening, which was the only way I think it was going to ever happen to Ipswich for Ipswich. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was interesting because I think it, there was a bit. There was a moment where pa, uh, Patterson was out on the touchline, um, ready to come on, and mm. we had a corner. And uh, I think somebody went across. I was. I thought maybe Palmer was injured because Palmer came on and didn't really look himself initially. He kind of had a couple of mm-hmm. mistimed. Um, interceptions that he went for. So he didn't, he didn't get on the end of things when he normally you would expect him to. And I, I wondered if he'd come on and just felt something straight away. Um, but uh, he, he went across the spoke and then Patterson sat back down and eventually we ended up bringing on Hunt for Johnson, uh, which again, not a bad change in terms of just keeping a solidity to our, our shape. So we ended up with Hunt, Hunter right wing back and Palmer left wing back by the end of the game.
1: Oh, yeah, just that's a shame, though, because I would have rather seen the switch and the substitutions. I'd rather Hunt come on for Mendes Lang, and then
0: yeah, Johnson yeah. for
1: Palmer. But I don't besmirch Palmer coming on and playing you know, games. And obviously then, and the, yeah. And obviously, 72nd yeah, uh, minute, when Wendess went off for John Jules as well, so he had his cameo. Yes.
0: Yeah. But, um, I mean, it was, Ipswich had a lot of the ball. That's Fair enough. I, I mean, I think the first half was more like fifty-five, forty-five possession-wise, and then the end of the game was sixty-five, thirty-five. So the second half they had seventy percent of the ball or more. Like they were just constantly had the ball, but they they, they and they were trying to work things. So obviously, like mm. what they were trying to do was work in the left uh, wing back. The um, I can't remember his. Is it Johnson? Johnson. for He kind of had a thinking. had a man bun.
1: <laughs> they did not thompson, have a, a, a thompson thompson thompson, thompson, thompson
0: not johnson sorry yeah so they're trying to work him in and then the other one that they were obsessed with trying to work in was uh was don donna cn who's the right-sided center back not i'm just saying this and and know this maybe makes me old fashioned and a fuddy-duddy i'm not having a center back with their socks round their uh, ankles it's just not on it's just not on <laughs> There is a time-honoured tradition to this game of football. <laughs> if you are playing centre-back, you've got to have proper uh, shin pads on. Don't mess around. <laughs> no orange boots at the back, thank you very much. And no socks around your ankles. You are not Steve Claridge. Oh, my goodness. Who's he is? Steve Claridge? He's not Steve Claridge. He um, He was sh- shocking. Yeah. they worked the ball to him time and time again and he kept just knocking it out of play i don't i really didn't see the point of what they were trying to do they were, mm. so they're obviously trying to work donna out and then play in burn and i think burns maybe got the opportunity to cross the ball twice uh, i think wes burns he's someone who's caused us troubles through the years i think he's someone player. who kind of like he's a good good little player but he couldn't He just didn't get a sniff today. And then Mm. then when Palmer came on, it was all over for for Bernie. (laughs) Palmer, not a Bernie bro, apparently.
1: (laughs) Palmer was sending him to the Burns ward.
0: Oh, Zig.
1: Because that's where he lives. Um,
0: Anyway.
1: um, So they had a period of, like I think, basically, the last three notes I have... Are all basically semi kind of maybe moments for Ipswich.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, there was a block on a that was huge. I'm not sure who did that one on the seventy second minute. Uh, story that was that, that was great. That was story. Well, he also did a later one as well, so it could well have been yeah. him as well. Seventy six. Um, good good block from Palmer. Palmer did a good block on what they were doing there
0: again. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then finally, <laughs> 89th minute. Story did a really huge block on Norwood, which... Um, yeah, I was that, worried
0: when Norwood came
1: on. That worried me for a second when Norwood, because when he had the ball in that position, when he picked it up on, you know, from a ball over on the left coming into the box, for a second yeah. it looked really worrying. And I think it he, did. he hesitated, checked back, and that's when Story um, just went, no, no, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that that's pretty much all she wrote. And then we did a lot of we did a lot of time-wasting, which was nice to see. Um, John Jules John Jules did, John did a, Jules bit of did a lot of corner. holding in the corner did, very did that well. twice We had a moment where they gave Ipswich a, a throw-in Which they should never have had a throw-in Right in front of the linesman Yeah, that Again, was really you know, Terrible officiating
0: at this level of football, Rich Oh, sad. I'll tell you what was really annoying as well The one where Bannon played Camberry through And Canberry was offside And I, did, I couldn't work out whether it was Bannon's fault for Holding up the pass because he really didn't want to pass to Canberry. He was like determined <laughs> to pass it. He was determined to play it to his left. And when that option didn't turn up, he then eventually like begrudgingly played it in for Canberry. But I also, I just, so I didn't know whether it was just Canberry was impatient and didn't keep himself on, or whether it was Bannon for like just taking so long <laughs> to get the ball across to him. But there was, there were moments where we could have made this. So comfortable for ourselves, it could have easily been a three, two, three nil win this game. Yeah, um, yeah. Finally, not that I, I, you know, not the Canberries are kind of bet your house on it if he got put one on one with the goalkeeper, but it would have yeah. been a very good chance for him. He would have been running straight through the middle of the defense, straight at the goalie.
1: So, again, a Sheffield Wednesday game where we've scored, but then we haven't scored multiple times, and then. Backed up with another weird fact is that we kept a clean sheet. We yeah. In, in a day when, let me check my notes for the other skills in League One, um, mm-hmm. did you see that Bolton put six past Sunderland? I didn't see that.
0: I saw there was a seven. Was there a seven-three?
1: Oxford beat Gillingham away from home seven-two. Yeah, so seven-two. that two. doesn't wow. do good things for us. Still no. us six points out. Uh, more on our oh, thoughts d- on that d- later. D-
0: Danny Bart got an own goal as, to, um, as part of those six goals. By the way, I did see that. Yeah,
1: that was uh, <laughs> that was fun to. See. Yeah, so a strange game all round, but one that you know I think real triumph goes to defence for making us look so assured and making the fact that we missed all those chances not. Yeah. A. Um. I I don't know. Would it have been more missed chances if we'd gone with Palmer and Johnson at centre back today? Ooh. and then more conceded goals. Obviously,
0: I don't know that we would have been that much more offensive because I thought we were very. <clears throat> the times when we had the ball, we were very effective and efficient. Mm. We just didn't have that much of the much possession. But that's the odd. And they were leaving gaping holes in behind, weren't they? Like we yeah. were, we were always trying to hit the gaps in behind them because they were leaving them open. So that shortens up the play as well. It was there it was wasn't in our interest to pass it round the back too much because one, <laughs> we constantly looked like getting caught out, and two, um, there was just opportunities for going forward. Long. Mm. No, a ra- as you say, a rarity, a rarity to <clears throat> pick up that clean sheets. Mm. Bailey looked absolutely. I'm um, thrilled to bits. He did. He really did. I came across to, at the end to speak to the, the boys on the cop, and you know he said oh, jo- it was jolly nice actually getting a clean sheet today. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he had very very little to do in mm. in getting his clean sheet. Indeed, and uh, yeah, so, yeah. It's it. I think it's. I mean, it felt like a big win. It felt like a, tr- a tricky game. Um, full of potential pitfalls, and we didn't fall into any of them. Mm. Um, and to, yeah, to come out with the win and a fairly comfortable win—it's it, more comfortable than the scoreline suggested, really. Um, yeah, very good stuff. Is this is this a triumph for Darren Moore? <laughs> I mean, technically, on on some level, it's undeniably a triumph. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting I mean for all the criticism of Chen Siri and, and there's a lot of it and to be honest a lot of it is very reasonable <laughs> um, for, for all the criticism I, I do think it's hard to imagine us doing more business than we've done this season in terms of our transfer dealings like this I don't think that There's no universe in which Moore can claim he hasn't been backed to the hilt, really. Especially given our circumstances, I think it's kind of amazing the amount of players we've we've brought in. Um, I know some bits of that are unbalanced, but I I do genuinely feel like that's more Moore's choices rather than anything that's been enforced from above. Mm. Um, And I think now, you know, coming out of this transfer window, there's another four days. I don't know whether there's any talk of us doing anything else but <clears throat> but again i think we've got what we kind of needed in terms of i think we did need a center back or two we've got them and the nice thing is he's playing them um this is a big month this uh february mm. we've isn't it something like six out of the next eight games are at home yeah that sounds about
1: right i mean there's a lot of uh there's a lot of football to play There's a lot of uh tuesday Tuesday midweek uh, Saturday for the next next Sunday. But in
0: particular, we've we've we the we've got the best home form of any team in the football league at the moment, or something like that. Like there's some sort of statistic along those lines. I may have slightly butchered it, but um, <clears throat> you know, Wednesday posted their, their the news about the game on uh, on Friday and and uh, alluded to the fact. Let me let me rather than. Rather than just make things up, which um, is an unfortunate tendency of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what they actually said. <laughs> oh dear, of course, it's dropped off the front page, which would make life easy. He's got what? database? Oh, here we go. I think this is it. No side in the whole of fo- the Football League has lost fewer games on home soil this season as when they look to climb the table with a cluster of... Uh, Gloucester Hillsborough just to follow. So there you go. So no sides lost less games at home than us. I mean, we did have two games cancelled over Christmas, which helps on that statistic. But still, comparatively, we're in good form at home. So this is uh, having more home games than away games for a period of time should be a chance for us to kind of catch up and hopefully close that gap a little bit on on the promotion spaces. But I, I don't. I still don't know that we're genuinely in that conversation. I think we're relying on snookers at this point, mm. to 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 a certain extent. Very much so. Um, but I, I guess
1: let's uh, maybe let's just just cap off this game and its performance, Richard. Yeah, I'm, please. Sorry. I'm really curious to see who would be your man of a match performance.
0: Ooh,
1: ooh, that's tricky. And you're making me go first, are you? I'm really curious to see who who you want to say because I've 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 got my pick, but it's not something I'm too confident about. I'm honest.
0: It's close for me between Dean and Luongo. I think. Nice. I, I really liked both of them, and I think they are both a big part of us feeling, as you say, that solidity we had today, which is not as very, very rarely felt. Like a thing, a, a word you could use to describe Sheffield Wednesday this season. So I, I think, given that it was his debut, I like uh, he took a good yellow card for us. Let's. I'm going to go for Dean probably as my nice my star performer.
1: I like that. I really do. Um, I actually would have gone for for Johnson today. I mean, it's a good choice too. He he scored a goal. Um, you also, goal. I, I really want to make a note, Rich. You were obviously there. You were not uh, privy to to the. Uh, <laughs> To the commentary that happened, but, uh, Rob okay. O'Neill referred to him as a steady Eddie, which I think steady is, Eddie. uh, looking over a lot of history, uh, his time <laughs> at Sheffield Wednesday. I would like to, to maybe argument, but, um, I think he, he, you know, he did well in some, in some moments and, and really popped up in some really promising positions with some really great output. And I don't think he really kind of, um, you know, did, did badly against his name, considering no. considering his um, like I said that recent history he's got for Sheffield Wednesday. So I mean I don't know. Every dog maybe has its day. I would have expected from a signing like Marvin Johnson a lot more performances like this. But I, I think I'm just going to have to take my half and just say good job today. Good job.
0: I agree. Uh, I thought uh, I think he did have a good game and he got the got the goal. Uh, um, and certainly. Him and Hutchinson, as that left uh, side of things, looked a lot more steady and secure than Johnson and Mendes tend and t- have tended to look, uh, mm-hmm. which has been very exciting, but uh, absolutely kind of a, 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 an open door in terms of the the opposition attacking us. Uh, so yeah, no, it's um, good good performances all around, really. Mm. Um, there's a couple of frustrating bits in there. I thought it wasn't one of Ballon's best days, but then again, he could have come away with an absolute top draw goal uh, and mm-hmm. maybe a header, a headed goal at one point. You know, so who knows? Um, but he, I thought he would... The, one of the criticisms you could level at us today is that we didn't take, we weren't as careful in possession as maybe we could and should have been. I think. Yeah arguably second half we we made life a little bit more difficult for ourselves than it needed to be by giving away possession and I think Luongo did a bit of that um, but Bannon certainly did a lot of that Um, just choosing the the pass regardless of the situation like I'm going to pass to this player well there's three players between you and that player Noel, I'll just do it anyway (laughs) why not pass to another person that's in space anyway but yeah no good a good performance all around um and i like that we've i like that we we've got different choices for for standout performer because that shows that it's been a good performance overall i agree i liked a few little moments of delhi Bashiru again today as well
1: yeah he was good as well i must say
0: made them look very sort of stagnant and stayed defensively when he when he Picked up the ball a couple of times, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a, it's a big period of time for the team. So it's it's nice to pick up that sort of result against, as you say, a form team, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully, a, a start of a, a bit of a more positive run of things. I hope
1: so. I mean, next up we're at home to Morgan midweek, and then next time we'll chat. We'll be covering
0: away at Burton Albion. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which would have been a game we would have enjoyed in each other's company.
1: Home against Morecambe, yeah. That was a reschedule, one, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Oh, well. So there we go. But uh, yeah, f- yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, I, th- I think uh, it's nice having. Turns out, Luke, then if yeah. you take nothing else away from this week's performance mm. and this week's podcast, yeah. turns out playing defenders in defense kind of works. Crazy. Wild. What a world we live in. What crazy times you live in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any more for today? No, that's it for me. That's it for me too. Well, yeah, best of, uh, have, a, have a nice week, Luke, and um, same to folks at home. And yeah, fingers crossed, we're looking back on a on a positive week overall for Wednesday.
1: Sounds good, Rich. Let's chat next week. Cheerio. See you, Bye.